Boundaries. I'm Jessica Veldstra. And I'm Denise Thompson. And today we're going to talk about Christian pop culture. Yes. And In what, particularly. <laughs> how awful it is. And why it's so bad. <laughs> and by bad, we're talking about both quality and content. <laughs> and some of it I wouldn't even say is mediocre. <laughs> it's just awful. It's just really bad. <laughs> the ethical question surrounding that is, basically well the content is pretty obvious yeah but the, the but the quality is like should we be putting out crap product just because we have a niche just because we audience. have a built-in yeah. audience basically you've built in you built in people that have to buy it because there's no other alternatives or they feel like they're still no there yeah <laughs> yeah so um so i grew up uh especially music I was only really allowed to listen to Christian music when I was a kid TV was a little bit more hit and miss we were allowed to watch Mr. Rogers Sesame Street was a little suspect but as I (laughs) grew older we were we were allowed to watch like Dr. Quinn although my parents would have to talk to me every now and again about the new age elements in Dr. Quinn (laughs) and she was a real feminist oh yeah Dr. Quinn I watched a lot of feminist stuff I realized that my parents didn't really, I think, catch on to. But I wasn't allowed to watch Roseanne because she was way too feminist. <laughs> now look at her. <laughs> <laughs> I was also not allowed to watch Roseanne. But as far as music went, it was a lot more lenient music and TV with me. But my parents did buy pretty much, if they were going to buy something for us, which they didn't really buy my music, but mm-hmm. if they were going to, it was going to be Christian. Mm-hmm. If they bought a movie for the house, it was going to be a Christian-based movie or something okay. that was pretty benign, like mm-hmm. Anna Green Gables or something yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah, I just, I was thinking of all the, like, <laughs> pop culture stuff that I remembered <laughs> as a kid today, and thinking about it in my head, knowing that we were going to talk about it tonight, and, like, you know, just your basic pop singers, Christian singers, like Amy Grant, Mm -hmm. and Newsboys, and Audio Adrenaline, Jars of Clay, Toby Mac, DC Talk, and then Petra. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah, yeah. We were kind of a Sandy Patty house. uh, Oh, yeah, Sandy Patty. And then, but we were allowed to listen to Amy Grant, but then she got divorced, and then I think she was... She was bad news in our house. Well, the thing <laughs> but about... But Sandy Patty got divorced, too, so there you go. <laughs> the thing about Amy Grant getting divorced was that the Christians had already started kind of getting away from her because she sang that Baby Baby song, and it wasn't uh, Christian lyrics. Right. So, like, Amy Grant never changed, but when her lyrics started going to something a little bit more, like, romantic or about her children... Mm-hmm. Then people were kind of written about like her niece or nephew or something like that. I think it was her kid, but it what didn't mention God in it. It didn't mention God. Therefore, yeah, people didn't like that because it wasn't explicitly. So then it was like when she got divorced, everyone was like, "Oh, we knew something was (laughs) wrong." Going downhill. It was just bad. (laughs) So you know, and then of course there's Michael W. Smith Mm -hmm. and the lovely Carmen. Carmen, he's (laughs) horrific. He was my first cassette tape that I ever bought. I, like, saved my money and bought a cassette tape of an old Italian dude that your, like, mom would have a crush on. No. I did not listen. Grandmother, probably. Yeah, grandmother. (laughs) And my one friend who had a poster of him up on her wall. His his lyrics are very problematic. Don't don't him. (laughs) 
Oh, the poster on my oh. friend. I remember just being like, who is that old man you have a poster? <laughs> like, why do you have a poster of an old man on your own? And yeah. so luckily I did kind of stay away from Carmen. And then, like, TV-wise, there was, you know, like, McGee and me. Right, right, right. So, I love the beginning part where that, like, big long contraption, the ball goes <laughs> and does the crazy thing. And that, I mean, the McGee and me I think had there's some... a word for that machine. This is something, something machine, but I can't remember the name, I'm sure. Yeah, tell no, us. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I, McGee and me, it had some, it had some endearing qualities to it. So I have good memories around that. Mm -hmm. Then I have some memories about the Flying House and Superbook, Mm -hmm. which were a Japanese show, Mm -hmm. all anime (laughs) with English subtitles over top. Not subtitles, just English dubbed in is what I want to (sighs) say. So yeah. And the interesting thing about Superbook and the Flying House was it was basically the same show in the early 80s they made a ton i mean (laughs) i was like oh they had to have been on for years Uh but no i think it was like very short amount of time but they made tons of episodes because not only is the quality (laughs) not great but let's push out as much of it as we can obviously yeah so uh what's interesting about the flying house that i found out because i couldn't figure out why i always get confused in my head Mm -hmm. Because I would say something like, oh, I watched Superbook and it's about these three kids and someone would be like, you mean the flying house? (laughs) And I'm like, no. Well, then I looked it up and it's like the same freaking show. (laughs) The robot looks exactly the same. Okay, I'm going to say this. They have, each show has a robot that's the exact same drawing. (laughs) You guys, I'm going to put a side by side (laughs) in the comments on Facebook because this, it's like, come on, (laughs) you couldn't even like draw a different robot, like... You're not even going to put that much effort into your TV show for kids. So it's about a little boy, a little girl, and a littler boy in both shows. Mm -hmm. One show happens to have a flying house where they visit biblical times. And one show you get sucked through the computer screen in biblical times. That's the difference. There you go. The kids look a little older. I thought they were the same kids, but they have different names. Oh, man. But they look exactly the same color. Hair. Everything. It's the, just ridiculous. The suck through the, the computer reminds me of the, the Hanna-Barbera shows that we used to watch through the sands of time. See, I didn't watch those. And those were pretty, those were, I, I remember those being good. It, it was the 80s though, so I, I who knows, <laughs> but I, I thought those were You're awesome. like, we have our black and we're, white TV. <laughs> it, no, well, we could, we watched that in color when like my parent and my mom would, she uh, used to be the custodian of the church and we'd watch them on color on the church's TV. It was awesome while she was cleaning. <laughs> Did you ever listen to Adventures in Odyssey on oh, the radio? Oh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> loved it. I would I would really love the times that we'd time um, my going home when that was playing. I really liked it, I too. I loved it. <laughs> like, that was, I mean, that's a good memory as yeah. a kid. So I have a few really good memories I where too. I'm not like, oh, they're horrible. Well, like, okay, so honestly, Amy Grant, talented. Yes. Obviously. Like, I think that Hanna-Barbera show may have been good for its time. I don't know. I haven't really watched it again, so don't quote <laughs> me on that. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. And like Adventure in Odyssey, I enjoyed it. There is some problematic things and focus on the family's adventure in Odyssey. Very, very huge, like, really bad things. But they did a quality show, I think. They did. As for a radio show, yeah. it's really great. Yeah. And then the other thing is that the, probably the top quality for children's programming would be Tales. 
Yes, which I have. Had their I own... actually did a list of the good yeah. pop culture that actually yeah. is good. Yeah, there, it's a Veggie and you guys, was... it's really hard to come up with a list of good. <laughs> but Veggie Christian Tales pop was culture. original. It was its own idea. But look, my number one thing on my list, Jessica, was Veggie Tales. It was amusing for the children and for the adults. Yes, they didn't really hit hard on anything really. Well, they did. They did Bible verses they, and everything. But they but didn't it, hit hard on, like, things that would be... Controversial? Controversial or scary or, like, you're yes. going to hell, ch- small child. Oh, yeah. Or that kind of thing. It was very, it was very comforting, um, like, thing, like, one of the first ones is, like, you know, like, God is bigger than the boogeyman. Like, what do I do when I'm scared? Yeah. Like, things like that. Things that are... And they were very amusing. And they had also silly songs with Larry that had <laughs> nothing to do with Christianity, but they were just silly and fun. Yeah. You should be allowed to do that. Yes. Unlike Amy Grant, who, you know, did a song about her niece or nephew, and, you know, it was blasphemous, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of the things with The Flying House and Superbook that sticks in my head, because mm-hmm. I don't know what, exactly which one, since they're, like, the same show, even though they're different. <laughs> since I don't know which one I was actually watching, it was the first time I was ever caught doing something really violent to someone else was because of that show. So that show was not, I mean, obviously I didn't like it a whole ton. I just remember it. We There was a little girl who would come over after school mm-hmm. and stay at our house until her parents got off work. And then her mother would pick her up. And every day after school, she wanted to watch, I don't know, either one, mm-hmm. The Flying House or Superbook. <laughs> It didn't matter. She wanted to watch it on the TV, and I wanted on Channel Four because we had a Christian we had a Christian TV station, and a Christian radio station in, uh, next to our house, which was problematic when you're trying to talk on the phone and all you can hear is the Christian radio station that's like broadcasting over your phone because it's going to Russia, like legit. They're sending this stuff to Russia. So, anyways, no, they had also a TV channel, and I wanted to watch like PBS. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, it was either the, this Bible show right. with the animation, with the big mouths and it's not going with the words, mm-hmm. or I could watch Square One. Square One! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, I, which I loved. Of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't like math? <laughs> I really liked math. So uh, my sister walked in on me one day strangling this little girl and banging her head up against the wall. Because we got in a fight mm-hmm. over me not wanting to watch. I was not a good Christian kid. I wanted to watch the math. I wanted to watch the math and the science shows. And she wanted to watch the Christian shows. And so my sister, I remember sitting her sitting me down telling me if she caught me doing that again, I'd be in real big trouble. Mm-hmm. And then she showed me how to change the remote so the girl couldn't change the channel. <laughs> like Use your brain, not your hands. <laughs> but I remember it felt so good to bang her little head up against the wall. Oh. Luckily, I don't do that anymore with TV shows. So here's the thing. is like a lot of this stuff is marketed to a very small group of people who has, feels like they have to buy it. So you automatically have somebody buying your stuff. So you, like I feel like people don't think that they have to make it good. Which I think is kind of unethical. Right. Because you're using faith and they're saying that this Mm -hmm. is their faith. Yeah, you're using faith to make money basically on crap. So basically it's why is it being produced and sold to the public? It comes down to money. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Christian, Christian things coming down to money. Right. And it's bad art. Mm -hmm. Like, bad art is bad art is bad art. I mean, people make money on good art, but at least it's good and like they're working towards something they're yes. making a paycheck and you know if it makes a cut then people will buy it but 
you shouldn't base that on whether or not they're, you know, they can purchase other things. It's like a con that the pastors and the Christian leadership is in so that they say, you can't buy anything else, so you must buy this, and we're going to mass produce crap, and then you have to buy it, and you'll buy it because you can't get anything well, good. or even if you don't, everyone's like, this was so good. And it's not. And you're like, is it? Come it's on. Not, it's not good. We could do better. <laughs> yeah, we could do so much better. So there are a few good things that have actually... So we mentioned VeggieTales. Yes. The original, funny. And we did also oh, talk about Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Don't hate on Amy Grant. Because she was actually quite good. Yeah, she was. She's very, <laughs> she's very talented. She has a good voice. There's nothing wrong with her. I liked The Passion of the Christ. Watched it once, never want to watch it again, but it was well done. Didn't watch it. It was creative. <laughs> Won't watch it. I have the ticket stub. I kept the ticket stub. I never keep movie ticket stubs, but I had to this time because when we went to go see it, mm-hmm. I could not stop laughing because someone was very genius and wrote, so my ticket stub says, The Passion of Chris, <laughs> which I love so much. I'm like, oh, that's great. Uh. So, Cherry to Fire. Of course, the classic. That was good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, like, I don't put Newsboys on there. Newsboys lost. Mm-hmm. They lost it for me, even though I listened to them a lot when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and so I've got nostalgia, right. like, attached to them. But we're talking about the fact that Christian art and Christian pop culture is, like, this huge parallel mm-hmm. to cop- secular culture. They, they cop- just copy they basically, everything. So when we were growing up, we'd get these magazines. I'd get Brio magazine, which I've mentioned before, but also <laughs> we'd get these, like, Christian music magazines, and our parents would get it, and they would always say in the magazines, if you like Nirvana, you'll <laughs> love Jars of Clay, <laughs> which is bull crap. It's like saying, if you like Oreos, you'll love this black and white store brand cookie. Like Yeah, it's, and you're it's, like, it just is, isn't as it's good. Not, it's not original. It's a knockoff of the real thing. It's not as good. Although mm-hmm. I am going to point out that I did put Jars of Clay as something good. Jars of Clay, <laughs> they did better. They had their own sound. Yes. But, yeah. But what Newsboys did is, and it was this huge thing that all the Christians talked about, and I remember being like, what? Mm-hmm. Newsboys did a thing where they put their drummer upside down. Right. And they he played the drums they during a concert. They still do that, by the way. They still do that. They still do that. Okay, mm. you guys, that was Motley Crue <laughs> with Tommy and, Lee. And only somebody like you that was exposed to secular culture would know that. Denise. Like, all my Christian friends were like, this is so cool. And I just remember being like, yeah, but Tommy Lee already did that. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, it's not. And it's so not Newsboys mm-hmm. is like, it. yeah, they just copied it. Mm-hmm. And you know, they definitely have their own sound, and they've got some some really weird lyrics if you start thinking about it, you guys. <laughs> some, like, really odd things, but... Are they the ones that sing Breakfast in Hell? Yes. Oh, my. So if they're you like, ever want a mind trip, read the lyrics to Breakfast in Hell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. So it's just, yeah, it's just very weird, but... I like Skillet. <laughs> I feel like that's my guilty pleasure that I'm just putting out there, but I've seen them in concert, and they're very good. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the ones that I like, like... Have their own Chronicles sound. of Narnia, or The Passion of the Christ. Mm. Well, The Passion of Christ is very... It's a story. It's not like... It's not like you... You don't feel like they're fake pressing down an agenda. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is what Christian media and Christian mm-hmm. pop culture... They copy right. secular, right. first of all, 
And then... So they're not making their own unique and original art. No. So copying art is never as good. No. And then they're trying to push an agenda Mm -hmm. that they care more about the agenda than the quality of the work. Right. So, well, oh, good, we've said this and this and this. Mm -hmm. The rest of the movie or the rest of the song or anything can just really suck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're okay with that. I'm not okay with it. And the fact is, this is not anything new. This is should not be shocking to people no. that this is that so, it's bad art. <laughs> so another thing is, is that once in a while I listen to Bad Christian podcasts, and that's uh, two of the members of that podcast are Bad Christian podcast. Bad Christian podcast, yeah. Oh, okay. Two of the members of that podcast are in a band, and one of them decided on a whim to see if he could make a Christian song that would reach the forty top Christian songs that week. He said he wrote three in five minutes, I think it was. He wrote this one in, like, about a minute, minute 30, that kind of timeline. He knew exactly what the formula was. It had to say something about water. (laughs) Oh. It it had to say something, play on emotions. And he flipped out a Christian song, praise and worship song, within, like, a minute 30 and played it. And guess what? Hmm. It reached the top. It reached the top forty oh. Christian music because, and he did it within a minute thirty, and it was a, it was a basically a pun. It was a play because he's like, I will just follow this formula. I know what the formula is. It's not even creative. It's not, you know, it's not art anymore. It's just a formula, which is sad. So, so in two thousand six to two thousand twelve, there's this guy named Kemper Crab who wrote articles on why evangelicals make bad art. No! So he's written multiple, (laughs) multiple articles on this. And a lot of his quotes are really interesting. He says that one of the reasons is driven by the quest for self-fulfillment, affluence, and pleasure. Hmm. So that it's basically evangelicalism in decay. That's what Christian pop culture is. Basically showing the decay of our church. Oh, wow. And that it's laziness or bad theology. Oh, One yeah. or the other. Well, I mean, that movie that we watched the other day, I could see all of that in there. Yeah. Um, I fell in love with a church girl. Bad theology. There's a lot of bad theology A lot theology of decadence. A lot of prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he says uh, along that line in some of his articles, most evangelicals neither know nor understand their scriptures, which drastically affects their ability to produce meaningful deep art. So basically if you don't... Right. It's kind of like an artist who's never been through pain Mm -hmm. or joy or anything. If you don't understand what you're making art about... And most of the time a lot of really great art is about experiences it's about questioning the status quo. It's about, you know, the deepness of life. And I think that evangelicals have a bad problem of covering up all those questions, saying I have all the answers, and putting a pat answer, a pat oh, feeling, yeah. and not allowing, like, basically put a smile on it, and it's fine, and it's great. And you can't have deep, you know, art yeah. off of that. Christian art, no one swears, yeah. no one... No, no one, one smokes, feels... no one gets angry. And that's one of the things that, one of the criticisms about Christian movies especially is the bad guy feels like this milk toast bad guy because 
They can't swear. <laughs> they can't have any violence. They can't drink more than one, you know, alcoholic shot. So they're like... They have absolutely no, no struggles. Str- they have... So you... you And you, they're supposed to be really, really bad. And they're, of course, one-dimensional. And so you're like, wait, this isn't a bad guy? He's like a normal dude. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And so, yeah. Even um, the way they portray, pri- like, prison... Right. Is, is really, yeah. Psychotic. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Really bizarre and twisted. It yeah. blows my mind. So, but the thing is, is that, okay. It's sugary sweet. Yes. It's like the sweetest sugary. <laughs> that's the thing, too, yeah. is you don't eat, I mean, if you, I don't know. I like candy. Edge. Yeah, I like candy, uh-huh. but I can't eat sugar all day right, long. Yeah. And that's what I feel like that. And, like, the Bible's not like that. The Bible has some serious edge to it. Yeah. Read the Psalms. I mean, it does. like, there's some mourning, there's some grief, there's some deepness in it. And, like, the Psalms are, like, basically poetry, and it's, you know, good art as well as being scripture, and yet we can't make good art because we can't be deep, we can't, you know, you know, show the deepness or mourning or loss or not have answers or question at all, which is interesting. So, here's another thing, is, like, there is a lot of good art made by Christians, but yes. it's not Christian Art. Yes, <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to talk about that. Well, like, like, why do we need something of, that's classified okay. as Christian? Yeah, exactly. Because I was thinking about the fact that you were talking about watching Square One versus ta- watching this Bible house, whatever, what was it, something house, flying house. Super Book and the <laughs> Flying House, get it right. They're two different shows, Jessica. The flying Book They're house. so <laughs> different. They're so um, different. So... And I was thinking, well, yes, but math was created by God. Mm-hmm. And finding math, like, I've, like, anytime I figure out some new math concept, I'm always, like, amazed by the order and grace of God and how he created things. So just watching Square One could just be as Christian experience as watching this super book. It's probably a better one because it's better quality. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, like, watching Mr. Rogers... Mr. Rogers was a Christian, but he didn't. Yes. He didn't sit there in his his uh, TV show and like preach Christianity. He preached love, acceptance. Well, um, it's that agenda. And, and, it's that agenda of making people right. projects and not and not people. Right. And he, he didn't have he that. He showed Jesus's love in his show, but he never like I don't recall him don't ever, ever mentioning Jesus. But yet he sat in a bathing pool with a black man right after the whole civil rights thing where people were, black people were not allowed to swim in white pools. It was during that same time he put that on his show. Like, that's preaching the gospel. Yeah. But he never, he didn't, like, say, I'm preaching the gospel now, people. <laughs> you need to listen, <laughs> listen to, to this. me. Yeah. Well, and I think one of, another unethical thing that I think falls into, like, what makes it a little bit unethical is the way that they package these goods to Christians. Mm-hmm. They package them, like, like, that good, like, that t-shirt you buy, which mm-hmm. I want to talk about okay. t-shirts here <laughs> oh my after we're done. <laughs> like, that t-shirt you buy, like, that movie that, you mm-hmm. know, they've made that they want you to come to see. The music, that all of that is going to reach someone who doesn't believe in Christ mm-hmm. and basically convert them. Convert them mm-hmm. And people are thinking that that happens. And I just cannot mm-hmm. no. see that mm-hmm. that would even happen. No. I don't think so. No. <laughs> not even, not at all. No. Change comes through relationships, not from 
listening to a really bad music or watching a really bad movie. That And the thing is, is that, again, like, somebody who's exposed to secular culture a lot more, so somebody they're who's gonna not They're going to wonder why thing, this is such like, a... They're, like, watching Montley Crue, they're going to think that Newsboys is a poor version of that. Yes. Poor copy. And then, so they're going to know that. <laughs> versus all the people who are raised in this think that that's great. Like, the person who's not raised in it is actually going to know this is a fake. <laughs> and they're going to be like, why did you sell me a fake here? Yeah, exactly. Why did you trick me in coming to this? This is a fake. Yeah, and, and oh, God. Oh, I, <laughs> I mentioned the t-shirts a little bit, but, like, you guys, the t-shirts are crazy. It's out of control. <laughs> the, like, the Christian, like, clothing lines, the jewelry lines, everything it's all to make money. It's not evangelizing mm-hmm. whatsoever. Okay, so I'm going to give you a list. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> of just t-shirts that you can find easily online. And there's a theme. And you know what the theme is? Well, there's a couple themes. But the theme is they copy everything. Everything is a copy. Mm-hmm. You can rarely find a Christian shirt that isn't a copy of some other type right. of shirt. So one <laughs> Got God. Okay. Got off milk. of Got Milk, yep. Okay. Jesus, where it's written Re- like Reese's. Reese's. It's an orange shirt. I can picture that. I've seen those. Yeah. <laughs> King of Kings. What do you think that that's? It's in between two burger buns. Oh, Burger King? Yep. <laughs> His way. Instead of... I'm going with a... There's a theme here, too. Subway. Oh, okay. I can, written I can just see like it. Subway. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you see the theme here? Yes. There's a lot of food. food. I'm not mm. completely sure what's going on. Jesus meant to die. Oh. You'll never guess that one, but they wrote it like Mountain Dew. Oh, no. Like uh, the Mountain Dew signs. That's, that's, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. Then they have a ketchup with Jesus, and it looks <laughs> like, like a Heinz, Heinz bottle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. And then, I mean, then you get into, like, really fun things where they're copying, like, Straight out of Nazareth or straight out of heaven, same design. Straight out of Compton? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> then they have this one. A tale as old as time. Guess what they... Yes. <laughs> but it's got a Bible and a rose. Instead oh, of just the no. rose and the scrolling, it's got a Bible there. A tale as old as time. Then there's, who are you going to call? Let me guess, it's not Ghostbusters. <laughs> No, well, I mean, it's who you're going to call, yeah. And it's supposed to look like Ghostbusters, <laughs> but we all know what they're really talking about. They're not talking about ghosts. <laughs> You'll like this one. Loved Actually. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Not the one with Hugh Grant. <laughs> There's a Jesus Inside instead of, think about your computer, Intel Inside. Oh, man. That's a reach. Then there's one, whatever Jesus says, just do it with the swoop. Swoop. And we wonder why. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Uh, Then there's God's Gym instead of. Okay, Gold's Gym, yeah. That was a big one in there. I I think I actually may have seen that one before I ever saw a Gold's Gym one. So I was always like, what? (laughs) Then, of course, there's the G-O-D instead of Gap. Oh, no. There's that. There's Jesus Freak, but it's worded like the tap out, like the font is like tap out clothing. Uh-huh. It just says Jesus Freak. And then Pick Jesus, and it's in the shape of a pick, and Jesus is in the same font as Fender guitars. Oh. Yeah. 
we just lot. basically copy other people instead of coming up with our own ideas. You guys, I just ha- that wasn't even the tip <laughs> sure. of it. I had to stop because I was like getting sick to my stomach <laughs> because I was just like, this is so also bad. a little hungry. <laughs> yeah, I was getting really hungry. Why? <laughs> when looking up those looking up those things mm-hmm. and seeing all the copying I mean and we know that this happens but it it's really overwhelming that everything is in response to something right. secular there's Instead nothing of putting our own art that's basically I feel like the entire evangelical movement is in a re- it didn't start out like that but it's well maybe it did response to the catholic church originally way 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 back then but (laughs) but like it's all in a response instead of doing our own thing making our own path yes it's all responding to whatever the culture does yeah and so Mm -hmm. it's like culture is controlling it right yeah and and i think that's where we got into with a mess we are in today (laughs) and if you want to hear a real fun song (laughs) (laughs) listen to the trump blues by carmen don't. We talked about Carmen before. Don't, but don't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, like, so I thought about there was an anecdote attributed to Martin Luther that kind of talks about this, which is interesting because pop culture was not going on in Germany at the time mm-hmm. that he lived. So, so was, <laughs> I just brought up the way back when we were having a response and you brought up Martin Luther. <laughs> I did. Just so, on the same wavelength. <laughs> So basically, a cobbler who had just converted to Christianity came and asked Martin Luther how he could could be a good Christian cobbler. And Luther responded, The Christian shoemaker does his duty not by putting little crosses on the shoes, but by making good shoes, because God is interested in good craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow. Yes. That's exactly what we need with Christian pop culture. Yes. And that's what, like, basically, maybe we shouldn't even have christian pop culture maybe we should just have christians who make art and not every song has to be about jesus because you know what i live my life and i may have a song about my husband or i may have a song about you know walking in the forest or whatever my life experiences are but i did all that as a christian I mean, I think that there's still a place for oh yeah for Christian worship music, right? But at the same time, that that too Christian worship music mm-hmm. is becoming I mean, like I said with a bad Christian yeah. guys, it's becoming a formula instead of actually art or actually something you can think about or actually even something that's based on scripture. They used to sing the Psalms and that kind of thing. Now it's just a fluff. Well, and I mean, then mm-hmm. there's there's all sorts of things to help Christians watch non-Christian things too. You know mm-hmm. that mm. copyright <laughs> issues coming up. Well, <laughs> so well, I mean, Vid Angel has a lawsuit. Had a lawsuit. Okay. Mm-hmm. They came up with these are things basically that take secular movies and they clean them up. For, to you, for you yes. to watch Christians. And so there what, actually is a legal one out there. It's called Clearplay. And right. they make a software that you download. Because the first one, they had just taken the actual art and like sliced it and edited it, which yeah. is illegal because you're basically messing with somebody else's art. Well, the, in 2006, yeah, they came out with a family movie act. In 2005, I should say. I don't know these things by heart, you people. <laughs> in 2005. Anyways, they came out with the family movie act that allows for that to happen 
for it to be cut out while you watch it, but it doesn't allow for a permanent copy mm. to then be made and, like, redistributed. And that's where VidAngel got in trouble. Right. So here we have... Here we have companies that are Christian companies to give people a good, wholesome time, and they're breaking the law mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're purchasing movies, slicing them up, and then they're doing this, like, weird video rental type thing where they you buy the movie for $20, and then you sell it back to them for 19 so the movie only costs you a dollar, but you paid a dollar to watch it. And here's the thing. We've got so many friends that that's what they grew up with, mm-hmm. and they've, like come back and they see the movie after when it's not all spliced up. One of the funniest ones I heard was Love Actually. Yes. I am sure that movie didn't make a lick of sense (laughs) with it all cut up like that. We had a friend who watched Love Actually that was all, all edited up. It was like someone came and, like, you know, they just take out everything that's considered bad. But and like, they were so confused. They were like, bet, we don't understand that this movie. movie. You have to watch twice anyway what's to figure the point? it out. But, like, <laughs> if you want to cut out everything that may be a little risque in that movie, you're not going to understand. Like, there's entire character lines that are going to just be completely gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a whole couple that you'll you never don't, see. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And you don't see them on TV either. But. <laughs> So now, I mean, so basically, clear play, you can do that legally. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it legally and staying on the right side of so the law. So you put in the regular DVD. You still have to get your, you still have to get your movie from a third party. Mm-hmm. So you, and so you you're still purchasing it and from you get them. Love Actually. Yes. You throw and it you can in put the it in the, in the Blu-ray <laughs> player that you purchased from them. Mm-hmm. Or you, when you're streaming movies from Amazon, you have the software on your computer. Oh, I see. Or on, you know, so then they take it out. So you're still having to purchase the movie from a third party. And that's where everyone else got into trouble. But to me, I feel like that is okay if you're trying to watch. Because I get it. It's sometimes it's really hard. I mean, we have little kids in the house and it's really hard to find something that's interesting to everyone. Everyone. And is is good for them developmentally. And so it's nice. But at the same time. Most movies aren't going to make any sense, so mm. why are you even bothering, even bothering with yeah. it? Why can't we, like you said, have good art coming mm-hmm. out of people who are Christians? Right. And we do, actually. Yeah. But the Christian community does not view them no, as, as Christians. Christians. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, they might view or, them as or, a Christian, but they don't view them and as they producing get Christian crap. art. For going it secular. Yeah. So Well, and that was Amy Grant. Yeah. So not only did Amy Grant, you know, that was her because she started changing mm-hmm. her lyrics and she was going secular yep. and then she got divorced and then everyone was like, oh, that's what happens. Yeah. I remember it was like she mm-hmm. was shunned. Oh, yeah. It was, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. And I don't think it happens like that anymore. No, not nearly as much. No. But But yeah, the thing is, is that we should be accepting of quality art made by Christians and maybe shouldn't even have this whole Christian no, thing. Because I feel like it's, it's really it's all not, about money. Yeah, it's all about money and it's not doing good and yeah, so yeah, I don't I don't buy it and neither does any secular people, so Yeah, um, I don't know anyone so who buys it. If you want it. a great like different viewpoint on Christian media, a great podcast which kind of gave me a the idea for discussing this topic is Good Christian Fun. They do a discussion every week about a Christian pop culture item that's been put out, and then they also rate the worst Christian song and try to figure that out every week. So it's super funny, 
and check them out if you have I a mean, chance. I mean, yeah, we're just doing one podcast, you guys. Yeah, they're, they they're are... professionals. They're actually people <laughs> who have <laughs> know what they're doing. <laughs> so, I mean, if you can think of any other really good Christian pop culture that we're missing that we haven't talked about, mm-hmm. I mean, I Email like... Email us, tell us, post it on Facebook. If you can think of really bad ones that we haven't thought of, email us, tell us, post it on Facebook. (laughs) Well, and the thing is, is I think I've listed a few things in my good pop culture that I could really let go of, too. So, like, my good is really limited. Like, I was really grabbing at straws (laughs) for some good stuff. Because, yeah. Yeah, some of the good stuff that I think is good, a lot of Christians hate. Yeah. Because they think it's bad. Yeah. So, tell us your opinions. Yeah. We want to hear it. So, have we judged the heck out of that? Yeah, I think we have. I mean, I'm pretty much sure that now everything is unethical that comes out of <laughs> that comes out of Christian pop Christian culture. Pop culture. <laughs> no, not everything, not everything, but they can really use some help. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's our ethical product this week? So, the ethical product is to go wear, and it is reusable bamboo utensil sets. So, we used to talk about in the recycling episode and. In, I think, the last episode, we mentioned it. I don't know, remember why, but... Uh, <laughs> because it's always on my mind. <laughs> always on our mind. Um, not to use straws or disposable utensils. So instead, you can use these handy-dandy reusable bamboo utensil set. And they come in an awesome case that has, like, a carabiner thing Ooh. that you, like, hook on the edge of your purse or wherever you want to hook it. And the case is made out of recycled RPET, and it's made from recycled plastic bottles and gives new life to discarded plastic and keeps trash out of landfills. And as we know, bamboo is super fast-growing, so it's a... Highly renewable. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's lightweight. Yes. And... Weirdly enough, it's nice to eat off of. <laughs> so <Got a> nice mouthfeel. <laughs> so I have one of these sets, of course, and I'm actually thinking about buying one for like everyone I know because <laughs> I love them so much. And so they come with a chopsticks, a fork, knife, and a spoon. I don't use chopsticks that much, but I still carry them around with me because I want to look cool like I do use chopsticks. Ah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it, so it's a status symbol as well. <laughs> it is. It's I know how to use chopsticks. Oh, of course. <laughs> so you can buy these at local stores. I there's a bunch of local stores around here that sell them, or at least two of them. Um, I got these in Seward. Oh, cool. So when I was visiting, they won't stain. They're reusable and portable. They're made out of sustainable materials, and there's zero waste. If you can't find them locally, you can go to to go where so it's to-g-o-w-a-r-e.com to go where.com so yes it is pretty awesome that i now have these cool things Mm -hmm. to carry around and yeah like i got made fun of the Mm -hmm. first time i used it so well there you go you must be doing something right i must be persecuted for the cause I ordered ice cream, and I was like, no, no, I'll use my own spoon. And the girl said, that's a really big spoon you got. (laughs) And then laughed at me, and I just agreed and said, yeah, it is. (laughs) Oh, 
So thank you for joining us here at Ethical Quandaries, a podcast where we... A podcast where we have a lot of questions, but no answers, and and we're we're judging you anyways. Technical support and photography by Tip Kingsley. Consultation by Midtoker. Production music by EpidemicSound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Veldstra. If you have an ethical quandary or a comment, you can email us at ethicalquandaries at outlook.com. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And support our work at patreon.com.